Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. It's 22 December. It's Sunday. It's time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And we got a few announcements. Uh, let's see here. The first one is the Facebook streaming is working. As of just a few minutes ago, uh, Sergio over in Israel was fooling around in the computer and got that up. So uh, the uh, Bible studies and everything will be streaming. And what he did, he went through a secure server, which you have to do with Facebook. And I believe he tapped into the Mossad secure server in order to make that possible. But I could be wrong. Anyway, um, and then uh, let's see here. Uh, I want to recognize somebody, Holly is uh, a girl that attends online with this church. I said this on Thursday night, and I had no idea. We have a 17-year-old girl that is here faithfully with the superior word. And so I want to say hello to Holly and just welcome her because I didn't know she was there until somebody just kind of passingly sent me an email. And I said, that just surprised me, you know, because her sermons are complicated. Anybody that has watched one of them knows that. And she's, she's willing to learn the word of God in depth, word by word. And that, that's very impressive. She's smarter than I was at 17. She's smarter than I am now. I mean, gee, let's see here. Um, I got a uh, book that somebody sent me. It just came in a day ago, and I read the whole thing because it's very short. It's rather funny. It's a political parody. He is not very friendly to the left. And uh, just so you know, it's called Santa Claus for President, if you can guess where that is going. So if anybody wants to read that, it's, it's right here. And it'll take you 15 or 20 minutes to read. It's poetry. And it's very funny. So um, I want to thank him for sending that. It's by um, Aaron Blanton. So if you want to get one as a present for somebody next year, uh, I'm sure our president will still be president. So there you go with that. Um, uh, one thing about Christmas before we go into the uh, actual prophecy update is Christmas, if you don't know this, and a lot of people don't realize this, is that Christmas is actually the celebration of the conception of Jesus Christ. He was born on Rosh Hashanah, as people would call it today, which is not a legitimate biblical term. Rosh Hashanah simply means the head of the year, and it's the head of the uh, calendar year of Israel at this time, okay? But the actual head of the the redemptive year that God assigned was back in the book of Exodus. And he said that uh, this will be the beginning of your year, which began in the springtime. And by the seventh month, you have um, a certain number of feasts. You've got feasts at the beginning of the year and feasts at the end of the year. The, all of the feasts have been fulfilled. If you, somebody tells you that the three latter feasts of Israel have not been fulfilled, they're wrong. That is actually a heresy because if Christ didn't fulfill all of the feasts of the Lord, then he did not fulfill the law, and thus he is not the Christ, okay? They are fulfilled. If you want to understand these things, go back and watch the Leviticus 23 sermons from the Superior Word. But the day is known as Yom Teruah. Some people say it's the Feast of Trumpets, and thus it uh, pictures the rapture. That is incorrect, okay? It is never called the Feast of Trumpets. Teruah means acclamation or shouting. And, you know, they may have blown trumpets, but it is actually a day of acclamation. It's what anybody would do hailing in a new king, okay? You back that up nine months and you come to the end of December, which would be 25 December, which is the conception of Jesus Christ. And somebody figured that out eons ago, and it has always been held that the uh, incarnation of Jesus Christ, which happened in the womb of Mary, 
is the day that we honor, okay? And so if you want to see all of that detail, go watch the Day of Acclamation Sermon, Leviticus 23, from the Superior Word website, and you will understand that. But good stuff there, and I just wanted to make sure that's a theological note that people understand. Um, Then uh, I got a note from the web guide. The 2 Corinthians Bible study is up on iTunes and on Google Play. We just started the book of 2 Corinthians a week ago, and we're working on an app for Android. So that'll come out eventually. And then I have one more thing before we get into our first category, which is that I have a bandana on, which came from my friend John, who attends online. And I know I've had a lot of American bandanas over the years, but this one is special because I was complaining, either in a prophecy update or a Bible study or something, that I was bald. And he said, we'll take care of that. And so he (laughs) sent me a bandana with lots of hair on it. So now for the first time in years, I have hair on my head. So I want to thank John for that. I got lots of people laughing here. One one girl's about to pass out from laughing. So there you go. That's the story behind the bandana. So thank you, John. All right. Our first category, as always, is Israel. And from the Times of Israel, we have a report. The Mossad helped Denmark thwart a terror attack this past week. It was about a week and a half ago now. The report said Mossad's help had stopped attacks at the last minute. Channel 12, this is up in um, Sweden, is it? Uh, anyway, Scandinavian country. Channel 12 reported that Israeli intelligence has helped thwart some 50 terror attacks around the world over the past two years. In June, Prime Minister Netanyahu said Israeli cyber intelligence had helped foil major terror attacks planned by the Islamic State, terror group, and others in dozens of countries. Here it is. Police in Denmark arrested 22 suspects in a series of raids across the Scandinavian country earlier this week with the help of Mossad. Okay, so that's good news. It's a little something that Israel is doing, helping out nations of the world, even when those nations vote against them in places like the United Nations consistently. From Ynet, Brazil announces intent to transfer its embassy to Jerusalem in 2020, coming up in the year ahead. Good news. The chairman of Brazil's International Affairs and National Defense Committee, Eduardo Bolsonaro, if you notice the last name, it's the son of the president, told Prime Minister Netanyahu that Brazil is committing to transferring its embassy to Jerusalem. According to the president, moving the embassy is our top priority. We will also eventually declare Hezbollah as a terrorist organization, he said. Good news from Brazil. From the Times of Israel, and you know, and the president of Brazil is getting the same heat down there that our president is getting up here. Um, Times of Israel, Brazil opens trade office in Jerusalem, hailed as harbinger of embassy move. So it wasn't just they're moving the embassy, they're also opening a trade office. We're not going to do something extraordinary. We're doing a normal thing, he says, to recognize your capital. So that's good news. From the Times of Israel, Arab League, of course, warns Brazil over Jerusalem moves. They did it with our president. They've done it every time somebody's even hinted at doing it. They've done it to Brazil. It means nothing. All right, from the Jerusalem Post, Israel Montenegro signed multi-million dollar defense deal. We saw one last week with the Czech Republic. This week we got a new one with Montenegro. Israel and Montenegro have signed a first government-to-government agreement awarding Elbit Systems a contract worth approximately $35 million to provide remote control weapon stations for their new joint light tactical vehicles. Pretty cool looking vehicles and they got machine guns all over them and just cool stuff. According to Elvit, the 12.7 millimeter RCWS is lightweight, low silhouette, dual axis and stabilized, mounted externally on board armored vehicles. 
It allows for accurate firing while on the move and is operated by handlers and smart displays by the gunner from inside the vehicle, providing the crew full protection from the outside. As part of the contract, Elbit will perform full integration of the RCWS on board the JLTVs over a three-year period and will provide logistics support for a seven-year period. In addition to the procurement of advanced stations and spare parts, the contract includes the transfer of Israeli expertise and know-how via training and guidance with Montenegrin Armed Forces and Defense Ministry. So that's some pretty good news there. And then we have um, from Reuters, Israel bars Gaza's Christians from visiting Bethlehem and Jerusalem at Christmas. I feel bad about this, but I, you know, you got to report the good and the bad. Christians in the Gaza Strip will not be allowed to visit holy cities such as Bethlehem and Jerusalem to celebrate Christmas this year. Gazan Christians will be granted permits to travel abroad, but none will be allowed to go to Israel in the occupied West Bank home to many sites holy to Christians. A spokeswoman for Israel's military liaison to the Palestinians said, Gaza has only around 1,000 Christians, most of them Greek Orthodox, among a population of 2 million in the narrow coastal strip. So you got 1,000 against 2 million there. This year's decision is a break with the usual policy. Last year, Israel granted permits for close to 700 Gazan Christians to travel to Jerusalem. Bethlehem, Nazareth, and other holy cities that draw thousands of pilgrims each holiday season. They're not going to be able to do that this year, and that's kind of too bad. Um, one thing that some of you will see in the back when you go to get some snacks after the Prophecy Update is there's a box about this big full of chocolate, and we had some of it at the uh, Thursday night Bible class, along with some pizza, by the way. But um, anyway, this was made by a lady in um, Idaho, okay, and it is if it is really good. It's some of the best chocolate I've ever had, and it was very nice of her to do that. She didn't ask for anything, and so I thought I would recognize her. Her name is Joyce Snyder, and uh, she owns um, Peaceful Pond Place Sweet Shops, okay? And you can order online. She'll send them anywhere in the world, and I know Christmas is just about over, but we got a ton of other things coming up, birthdays, holidays, you know, whatever in the year ahead. Um, if you want the uh, email address or the website, you can email me, or if you can just remember this, PPPS, or I'm sorry, PPP Sweets. So it's www.pppsweets.com. It is really good chocolate. Have some. What you guys don't eat, I will be eating. So there you go. But for the folks online, I hope you'll support this lady. She is a good Christian. I had a phone conversation with her and thanked her for that. And uh, so uh, just very much appreciated. Okay, from Christian News, Breitbart. Nolte, Netflix releases Gay Jesus Christmas Special. No, I'm not. And most of this is going to be Christmas-related today, okay? Um, Netflix released a Gay Jesus Christmas Special called The First Temptation of Christ. The Brazilian comedy group Porta dos Fundos appears to have a real hang-up about our Lord and Christianity in general. Last December, the group released The Last Hangover on Netflix, a movie that blends Christ's Last Supper with his disciples and the hangover into a night of drunken debauchery where Jesus disappears. This year, in this new Christmas special, Jesus turns 30 and brings his gay boyfriend home to meet Mary and Joseph. The setup is that Jesus attends his 30th birthday surprise party with his boyfriend Orlando. The party thrown by Jose and Maria has a number of high-profile biblical guests, including God, which prompts plenty of debate about parental rights and responsibilities as Christ grapples not just with his parentage, but with his own spiritual journey. 
Bad news there. From Yahoo, Netflix Christmas satire in Brazil sparks religious outcry. They're very upset about this. From Breitbart, Pope Francis compares Trump to Herod, who tried to kill Jesus. Yes. Speaking with his brother Jesuits during his recent visit to Thailand, the Argentinian Pope minced no words in his thinly veiled condemnation of the U.S. president and his admin, suggesting that, like a modern-day Herod, Mr. Trump separates families at the border while allowing drugs to freely flow into the country. Yeah, the guy's delusional. In other parts, there are walls that even separate children from parents. Herod comes to mind, Francis said. Yet for drugs, there's no wall to keep them out. He's just, he's insane. The guy's crazy. The phenomenon of migration is compounded by war, hunger, and a defensive mindset, which makes us in a state of fear. Believe that you can defend yourself only by strengthening borders. Once again, I'd like to remind you that the border walls of the Vatican are far higher and more solid than any walls we will ever build on this nation. At the same time, there is exploitation. In this Q&A session, the pontiff also proposed that the rise of populism is at the root of migrants' problems in Europe. I would say it's exactly the opposite. I must admit that I am shocked by some of the narratives I hear in Europe about borders. The Pope said populism is gaining strength. The Christian tradition has a rich evangelical experience in dealing with the problem of refugees. I'd like to read about that somewhere. We also remember the importance of welcoming the foreigner as the Old Testament teaches us, he said. Uh, delusional. The man doesn't know his Bible, not the first bit of it. He is a delusional fool. The Hill says, California nativity scene depicts Jesus, Mary, and Joseph as caged family separated at the border. And then USA, yes, USA Today says, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph in a cage. Political nativity scenes are causing a stir across the U.S., Churches across the United States are using Christmas nativity scenes to make political statements and protests, and they're all lefties. From putting the Holy Family in cages in a nod to the southern border crisis to depicting animals in the manger underwater and a creeping tide about to overtake Jesus, Mary, and Joseph in a nod to climate change. Yes. The Daily Signal says, in a blow to political correctness, Trump praises... The Salvation Army. If you agree or disagree with the Salvation Army, that's irrelevant. He's taking a stand on one side of a issue, and he's doing the right thing. From LifeSite, Trump, the cross is a powerful reminder of the meaning of Christmas. Imagine our last president saying this. Oh, yeah. He's the one that went into the churches and said, please cover that up when I do my, my speech. Remember that? As President Trump, joined by First Lady Melania Trump, addressed a large crowd gathered on the ellipse for the lighting of the national Christmas tree, the president drew a connection between Christ's humble birth and his cross. More than 2,000 years ago, a brilliant star shone in the east. Wise men traveled far, and they came, and they stood under the star where they found the Holy Family in Bethlehem. As the Bible tells us, when the wise men had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. Christians give thanks that the Son of God came into the world to save humanity, he said. Jesus Christ inspires us to love one another with hearts full of generosity and grace, President Trump concluded. At Christmas, we remember this eternal truth. Every person is a beloved child of God. We're all created by God. Uh, he's in some sense, you could take that from the Old Testament, but to be an actual child of God, you need to be in Christ, okay, adopted as a son of God. But 
We'll go on. As one grateful nation, we praise the joy of the family, the blessings of freedom, and the miracle of Christmas. On behalf of Melania and our entire family, Merry Christmas, and God bless you all. That's a real president there. That's a real good president. From Islam today, Saudi student charged with, I don't know how many people even heard of this, Saudi student charged with illegally possessing handgun, FBI says, after tip about possible threat to kill people. Anybody hear about that one? Okay. As Saudi Arabian student enrolled at the University of New Mexico's School of Engineering was charged with illegally possessing a firearm after a search of his Albuquerque residence found a .380 caliber Cobra handgun. According to federal court documents, Hassan Al-Khatani, 28, was scheduled to get his diploma from the university this past Saturday before going to Disneyland to celebrate with his family. According to the Albuquerque Journal, those plans changed following an FBI investigation into the student, which began after an anonymous person called its National Threat Ops Center and said that Al-Khatani was creating a list of people who he wants to kill before he leaves the United States. This needs to be cut. This one guy did all that damage a week and a half ago. Somebody was wise enough to say that this is a threat here. From Zero Hedge, Italian government numbers show 42% of rapes are carried out by migrants. The numbers show that Italian women are more likely to be victims of sexual harassment or so-called minor sex assaults than foreign women are, but that migrant women are slightly more likely to experience major sex crimes like violent rape. The rapes were committed in 62.7% of cases by partners and 3.6% by relatives and in 9.4% by friends. The numbers are similar in many other European countries that have accepted large numbers of migrants from North Africa and the Middle East, meaning Islam. Figures released last year found that 58% of convicted rapists and 85% of all convicted assault rapists in Sweden were born outside of Europe. In cases where the victim did not know the attacker, the proportion of foreign offenders was more than 80%. Nearly 40% of convicted rapists are from Middle East or from Africa. A study found that 88% of gang rapists in the Scandinavian country over the last six years have had a migrant background. And they probably don't count the ones that are now citizens that have done these things, which would take it even higher. From Fox 17, group calls on Amazon, Google, to remove white supremacist pro-Confederate materials. Now, I'd like you to think of the irony of this. This is C-A-I-R, Kair, the Muslim group. Think of the irony of what they're doing here as I read this. Kair is calling on Amazon, Google, and Barnes and & Noble, including the companies of Audible and Kindle, to remove all white supremacist and pro-Confederate digital audiobooks and related social media ads. Kair said it found the companies selling books like The South Was Right, Hey, this is a free nation. We don't burn books here. Okay, the politically incorrect guide to the Civil War and the Turner Diary. The Turner Diaries. Thank you. A neo-Nazi recruitment novel. Kair said these novels promote white supremacy. Well, what do you think the Quran does? It promotes Arab supremacy, right? That's what it does. And Muslim supremacy. It goes on. It is inexcusable for internet retailers like Amazon, Google, Audiobooks, and Barnes and Noble to profit from the mainstreaming of white supremacist historical. Let's change that. It is inexcusable for internet retailers like Amazon, Google, Audiobooks, and Barnes and Noble to profit from the mainstreaming of the Quran, which supports Muslim historical revisionism that celebrates the treason of the. You see what I'm saying? You just changed the words and you got the same thing. Okay? Um, goes on. 
Kyer Director of Government Affairs Robert S. McCaw, Amazon, Google, Audiobooks, and Barnes & Noble should immediately remove all white supremacist and pro-Confederacy digital audiobooks and related social media ads. If they were to do this, if I find out they're going to do this, we need to set up a petition to have the Quran banned because it does exactly the same thing towards Muslims. We, it, it's right there. I mean, we've had Usama in here many times speaking on this issue, and it is right there in the Quran. You must submit to Islam or you die or you pay a jizya to the people that are over you, etc. So it, they can't do one without doing the other, you know, well, yeah, ha, but you know what I'm saying, with a good conscience. Okay, from the Al Jumeiner, Turkey moves to stop Israel from building undersea gas line to Europe. This is bad news and this is going to compound in the weeks and months ahead. Turkey is attempting to stop Israel, <coughs> excuse me, from laying a natural gas pipeline to Europe. According to the report, Turkey is claiming that the planned Israeli undersea pipeline infringes on an area claimed by Turkey under an economic agreement reached with Libya. So Turkey and Libya have made an agreement, and so that violates that. And guess what? Turkey and Libya are both in Gog Magog coming against Israel. Turkey has officially asked the UN to recognize the agreement with Libya as a first step toward preventing Israel from building its own pipeline. Khan reported that Turkey's foreign minister commented that his country was prepared to respond powerfully against anyone who attempted to infringe Turkish sovereignty. If successful, Turkey's move would most seriously affect Greece and Cyprus, both allies of Israel who, along with Italy, have signed a memorandum of understanding with the Jewish state on construction of the gas pipeline, which we've been talking about. From Behold Israel, Russia joins Iran and Turkey in Nur Sultan to condemn Israeli strikes in Syria. Three of the players right there coming against them are noted in this uh, conference. For the 14th Astana Summit being held in Kazakhstan's capital city of Nur Sultan, Russia is joining both Iran and Turkey for the first time. While this trilateral meeting between the big three of Ezekiel's coalition is reported to be for the purpose of resolving the ongoing eight-year Syrian civil war and post-war politics and strategies, the coalition is also signing an agreement to condemn Israeli strikes inside of Syria. This coalition is only growing and becoming more desperate, especially economically. According to the prophet Ezekiel, a time is coming when these three nations, accompanied by nations from northeastern Africa, are going to invade Israel primarily for economic purposes, only to meet their destruction at the hand of the Lord. That's where it is heading, and it's heading there quicker than we can imagine. I mean, day after day, it seems like more news is coming in from the times of Israel. Austrian authorities foil ISIS-inspired terror attack on Christmas market. Good job. Mail online. Muslim-majority Indonesia braces for Christmas terror attacks with 192,000 security personnel deployed to protect Christians and other faiths from radical Islamists. From Mongolia today, from Kutuch, a question that every one of you has asked me at least a hundred times in the past year. I've gotten thousands and thousands and thousands of emails on this particular question. Do Mongolians celebrate Christmas? Okay, that's not true. Nobody's ever asked me this, but now you're going to know. Christmas is not an official holiday, but Christians in Mongolia nevertheless will go out during the evening for dinner or spend time with family just like any other. While it is not recognized by the government as a national holiday, for some reason, even non-Christians will go out and party to celebrate Zulsar, 
that's what they call it, well, because it is an excuse to have fun. Celebrating Christmas, even if they are non-Christians, sometimes is hip and cool. Some schools, organizations, and companies do organize events during that time. You even see commercials about Christmas on the TV. Most Mongolians wouldn't even know about the religious connotation of Christmas, which is very sad because they should all know that Christ is the one that came to redeem them, but it's regarded as the pregame or the warm-up for the New Year's celebration. So there you go. Now you know what they do. When I was in Japan, same thing. It's not a Christian nation, but they celebrated Christmas, and everybody gave each other Christmas cakey. Okay, I got these little special cakes, and they'd give each other presents, and every mall was decorated to the hilt, and at 12.01, people went into the mall, and they started taking down all the Christmas decorations, and the next day, you would never know that there was anything to do with Christmas. It happened year after year. It was completely devoid of any Christmas anything minutes after the holiday was over. They're a very efficient society, and they were efficient with their Christmas celebration. From Daniel 12 Technology, talk about a Christmas gift. Yahoo! Virtual boyfriends, a match for China's single women. Yes, you can get one. Chinese teen Robin spends hours online chatting to her man, who always has a sympathetic ear for her problems as long as she's willing to pay him. The 19-year-old pre-med student has spent more than 150 U.S. dollars speaking to virtual boyfriends. These aren't CD sex chat lines, but men who charge for friendly and flirty online conversations. If someone is willing to keep me company and chat, I'm pretty willing to spend money, said Robin, who didn't give her real name. The option for intimacy, <laughs> excuse me, on demand has gained popularity among China's middle-income women who are often focused on careers with no immediate plans to marry and start a family. Shops selling virtual friends and partners can be found on Chinese messaging app WeChat or on an e-commerce site like Taobao or Taobao or however you pronounce that. Several virtual boyfriends told AFP that most of their customers are single women in their 20s with disposable income. So this is where we've come in the world. It's more important to be on your phone talking to somebody instead of with the person you're with. My son just walked in, by the way, talking about that type of a thing. He'll come over with his girlfriend and one will be talking to one person and one will be talking to the other and we'll have a movie on and they're not paying attention to either of each other or the movie. Not always, though. They do tend to each other once in a while. But how you doing, Thor? Merry Christmas to you. There you go. So anyway, yeah, it's these, these uh, phones and stuff. I go down the road and I see people that are walking you know, going down the road, and one is talking on the phone, and another's talking on the phone, and these are like people 50 and 60 years old, they've probably been married for, you know, and they're they're dealing in different worlds instead of holding each other's hands and walking together. They could be talking to each other, That would that, that's true, I, I didn't think of that, yeah. Okay, from Yahoo, Amazon adds Alexa feature to change subject during Christmas arguments. Yeah, Amazon's Alexa can now be used to change the subject during a family dispute that takes place over the Christmas period. Research by the online retailer found 6.30 p.m. on Christmas Day is the time when the family arguments are most likely to break out. They've got it down to a science. As a result, the tech giant has added a feature to its smart speakers that prompts virtual assistant Alexa to step in with a distraction technique. Using the phrase, Alexa, change the subject, the AI-powered assistant will try to spark a new debate asking questions like, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? So there you go. If you have that type of problem in your house, you know what to do about it. Revelation Plagues. 
This is really perverse, this next one I'm going to read, because we've been bringing this up for quite a while, the Revelation plagues, especially the pig crisis in China. Listen to what they're doing. Why do you think this has spread so fast? Chinese gangs, this is Zero Hedge, Chinese gangs infect pigs with swine fever in criminal meat scheme. They're gangs that are infecting other people's pigs so that they can profit off of it. You talk about a real problem. This is, hey, you talk about Revelation plagues and the world destroying itself. This is it right here. This is it. In some cases, the gangs have spread rumors about the virus, which is not deadly to humans, but causes hemorrhagic fever in pigs, which is almost always fatal. Sometimes they spread rumors about the diseases spreading in the locality and may even leave dead pigs on the side of the road to make farmers believe the infection is spreading. In more extreme cases, however, the gangs use drones to drop infected items into the farms. One of our branches once spotted drones airdropping unknown objects into our piggery and later inspection found the virus in those things, said one farm manager. Once the sick pigs have been acquired by the gang, they are then smuggled to other areas with sky-high pork prices, violating a ban on transporting pork or livestock between provinces and sold for profit as high as $143 per pig. In Yunnan, a southwestern province, authorities have intercepted the transport of more than 10,000 live pigs, some of which were infected with the virus. According to the report, one gang smuggled 4,000 pigs from a province in one day. It said the smugglers have been bribing inspectors and faking quarantine certificates to smuggle the animals across provincial borders. In one such case in Lihuan, a city in the central province of Hubei, the disease spread through the area after a vet forged certificates for infected animals. The smugglers are trying to profit from a spike in prices that has seen the cost of meat rise from about 20 yuan per kilogram to a high of 52.30 yuan last month. In October... China's Ministry of Agriculture reported that the country's pig herd had collapsed 41.1% year-on-year. According to Rabobank, that figure could rise to 50% or even 55% by the end of the year. That is disgusting, and that is the wickedness of the human heart looking to destroy other people's lives, and in the end, they're going to destroy their own lives. It's terrible. Morality. Newsbusters. Pro-abortion groups Christmas message. Abortions are magical. Yes, the Tea Fund posted a photo of votive candles with the words, abortions are magical, along with the image of a unicorn. It was captioned, getting our holiday party favors ready. Every year we honor our volunteers and make sure they get a token of appreciation at our annual holiday party. That's their priority in life. Charisma. Hallmark Channel CEO says company is open to making LGBTQ-friendly Christmas movies. Yes, the chief executive of the Hallmark Channel, known for its treasure trove of wholesome and characteristically cheesy Christmas flicks, said in a recent interview the company is open to making films with lead characters who are gay. Bill Abbott shared the revelation when one interviewer said, I'm gay, we're the same-sex movies. Have you talked about incorporating stories about same-sex couples at Christmas? We're open to really any type of movie of any type of relationship in any space, the CEO said in response. And then, Reformation Charlotte, Hallmark Channel now airing lesbian wedding commercials. Mail Online, Hallmark Channel pulls ads of lesbian couple kissing after complaints from conservative mom group that they went against the network's family-friendly programming. From Fox 5, Hallmark to reinstate same-sex marriage commercial it pulled. Everybody is upset at Hallmark. I would like to see them go belly up and never put another movie out as long as they 
ever. As long as whatever. Just no more movies. Too? What? Are they Hallmark cards too? Yeah, same company. They've been making gay Hallmark cards for a long time. So yeah. Now I, I'm glad you brought something up. I'm going to tell you something. This comes to mind every time. You know, I take care of 7-Eleven and I take care of them all. And in the mall is a drugstore. Okay. And they have cards for different times of the year, Valentine's Day or birthday or whatever. And, it, you know, they take and they throw away a lot of stuff. The, you know, the cards that go behind these things. I'll show you. This is what goes behind the card. It says funny from the cat. Okay. Uh, so I got millions of these and they're very good for making notes. They're hard paper and et cetera. But I, when I am going through the dumpster and pulling out all the recycles, what they do is you always get more envelopes than you get cards. And so I will take those envelopes home because I can't stand the waste and they're just being thrown away. And what I do is when I write somebody a letter or I thank somebody for, you know, helping out the church or something, I always put it in the hallmark envelope and they think they're going to get a Hallmark card and instead they get just a cheap letter from me. But just so people know, that's why they get Hallmark envelopes is because I'm way too cheap to let stuff get thrown away. But there you go. That's the uh, story with that. If Just in case anybody's ever questioned, why didn't I get the card? Why did I just get this little note? Okay. There, I'm glad you brought that because it's on my mind. Every time I'm dumpster diving and I find these envelopes, I got a whole uh, bag full of them in the car right now, you know, pink ones and purple ones. And yeah, anyway, I haven't bought an envelope in our house in 15 years. I'm not kidding. We never buy envelopes. You don't need to. You get them out of the dumpster. Anyway, but they're all clean because they're in, you know, just bags that they throw away and it's just paper material. It's not like there's anything gross on them. So, okay, enough of that. Um, let's see here. Fox LA. Walmart apologizes for sweater featuring Santa with cocaine. Yeah. Walmart Canada is apologizing for an adults-only Christmas sweater that was considered by many to be in bad taste. The sweater showing Santa with cocaine and lines of cocaine and the words let it snow appeared on Walmart's Canadian website. Yeah. The sweater showed Santa with three lines of a white substance with the phrase let it snow. We have removed these products from our marketplace. This is um, uh, Walmart, okay? They've removed those products from their marketplace. We apologize for any unintended offense this may have caused. Remember that article? I'll read you something more later. From Cauldron Pool. This is Australia. Diversity Council says, stop using the word Christmas because it offends many non-Christians. So Australia is doing their best to make their diving board into hell, and I'm sorry for the Christians that live there that have to go through this, but it's the same as Canada, it's the same as everywhere else. We're just being shoved out by people. From our other category, oh, I want to say hi and Merry Christmas to my friends Sandy and Suki. I just thought of that, and uh, I, I want to let them know that they're appreciated. So there you go. From CNN, a town's Christmas parade is canceled because of potential protests over Confederate symbols. The Christmas parade in Wake Forest, North Carolina has been a local tradition for more than 70 years, 70 years. But this year it's being canceled because of safety concerns following the participation of local Confederate sympathy groups. The Sons and Daughters of the Confederacy has participated in Wake Forest Christmas parade for more than 20 years. They typically appear in period costumes with a banner that includes an image of the Confederate flag. They're remembering their history. I have no problem with people doing this, but apparently the world does. This year, Wake Forest police reported receiving info that outside groups, meaning liberals, planned on attending the parade to either protest or support the Confederate group. This led to concern that residents attending, especially children, would be put in danger if violence broke out. 
the Twitter page of Move Silent Sam, a group dedicated to removing Confederate memorials across North Carolina, tweeted about Garner's Christmas parade before the cancellation. It cited the participation of the group Sons of Confederate Veterans. So everybody's losing their heritage. Nobody can have one anymore because it offends somebody. From Zero Hedge, this is unbelievable news. It doesn't surprise me. Before I give this, though, did anybody see what has come out? It's been on Facebook, and I did post it on Facebook asking if anybody wants to give their pastor one for Christmas. I can be their pastor if they join the Superior Word. A double-barreled AR-15. Oh, marvelous. I'm telling you, it is it is beautiful. And that's what I said on there. I said, basically, you know, this is good for Christmas, but it's a little late for that. You know, buy one anyway and save it for somebody's birthday or save it for, you know, whatever during the year. Or get one for your pastor. But if you don't have a church, then join the Superior Word and buy your pastor this gun. So there you go. With that in mind, a double-barreled AR-15. American gun purchases on Black Friday could arm the entire British military in one day. Here's an interesting fact that we discovered recently. On Black Friday this year, which means people are buying for Christmas, Americans bought 202,500 firearms, according to the number of FBI background checks conducted, which are required for gun sales. That's enough to arm the entire British military of 190,000 soldiers, including reserves with a cool 12,000 firearms left over. We are a nation that has a second amendment and we have a right to possess firearms. If you don't like firearms, that's fine. You don't have to like them, but we have a right to those. And what is happening right now in Virginia, I may talk about it next week. I may not. If you don't know what's happening, read up on it. These people in Virginia are being told you are going to lose your guns and we are going to take them by force. And if we have to, we'll send in the National Guard. And so almost every one of the counties outside of the few small number of liberal counties has declared themselves sanctuary cities. If you come in here and you try this, you will be obliterated. And this is an important thing to understand because I'll tell you something. This is the largest standing military on the planet is the armed U.S. citizen, the largest standing military on the planet, larger than China, larger than anybody. You had a question? I was just going to tell you that in Virginia, they have approximately two battalions of infantry. Two battalions of infantry, he Most says, they have there. come from the red counties that they would want to. That's right. They come, the, the battalions come from the red counties, and these people are not going to fire on their own people. The left has made a giant mistake right. in what they're doing. And, and this is... That's right. Northrum is why we have a Second Amendment. That is exactly right. The government there. If you don't understand... What's that? He needs to be removed. He does, but they're not going to because they have a liberal majority in a teeny little pocket of people. But this is, this is why we need to arm ourselves is because of... This is why they wrote the Second Amendment. If you don't have a Second Amendment, you have no First Amendment. You have no rights at all in this nation without... A second amendment and so i would suggest everybody be aware of what's happening in virginia and be ready to understand that this could go south very quickly sure. this is a very serious issue which is happening where a government says they are going to take away the rights of their citizens which are guaranteed in the constitution of the united states by force okay it's very serious so i'm glad to read that article breitbart mom says christmas light display inspired nonverbal autistic daughter to speak whether you agree with christmas or not this is a nice article. A Florida mother claimed that a neighbor's Christmas-like display inspired her nonverbal daughter with autism to speak her first phrase. And this is an older girl. Figueroa Lopez's daughter was diagnosed with autism at the age of three. 
and doctors have said she could never speak. The neurologist who saw Caitlin said she was going to be a nonverbal for all of her life. Figueroa Lopez, a single mother from Mulberry, Florida, told Today, I refused to accept that. Each year, Caitlin spent countless hours witnessing neighbor Don Weaver's light display in complete silence year after year until last week when she began to describe the display. She said, Mom, look at the blue lights. Look at the snowmen. Santa's coming. Figueroa Lopez told today, I started crying. I couldn't believe it. That's a marvelous story. Spokesman review. What's that? Miracle. 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 141-year-old fruitcake is a Michigan family's heirloom. Yes, this is true. This isn't a pun or a whatever, a made-up Babylon Bee. This is true. This is from the Spokesman Review. Read it again. 141-year-old fruitcake is a Michigan family's heirloom. What's I mean, her name? Uh, what's that? What's her name? I'll get it to you in a second. It's down there a bit. Some families pass down jewelry, watches, or even recipes. But a Michigan family has its own heirloom, 141-year-old fruitcake. It's a great thing, said Julie Ruttinger, the great-great-granddaughter of Fidelia Ford, who baked the cake in 1878. It was a tradition. It's a legacy. The cake was initially preserved to honor Ford. She established a tradition of baking the cake and letting it age for a year before serving it during holiday seasons. Ford died at the age of 65 before her 1878 cake could be eaten. And by the time the holidays arrived, the family considered her handiwork a legacy, not food. Until his 2013 death, listen to this guy was proud of that cake. The cake was in the care of Ruttinger's father, Morgan Ford, who was Fidelia Ford's great-grandson. He had stored it in an antique glass dish on the top shelf of a china cabinet in his Tecumseh home, which is where it remains today. Listen to this last quote. He took care of it to the day he left the earth, Ruttinger said. We knew it meant a lot to him. <laughs> I don't know. That just kind of threw me off there. I had to include it. Uh, yeah, it is. That's very weird. From Zero Hedge. Christmas impeachment stocking. There's nothing in it. Yes, there's nothing in it. I got a uh, Lesrick here for you. Let's see if you can figure out what article I'm talking about. How awesome this legacy be passing fruitcake down the family tree. Is it sour or sweet? Should I dare them to eat? Could it possibly still be mold-free? That was Kathy with a little bit of lesson there. Okay, I got an irony, two ironies for you. But before I do, I'd like to uh, show you something. This is something that, if you all know, that I've got my good friend Sergio and Rhoda, and uh, they've been faithful attendees of the Superior Word for years. They moved back to Israel. They um, are trying to get back to America, but they have to go through the legal process to do it. And uh, while they are in Israel, they take care of this church. They keep everything online working. He's there every Thursday night. He's there every Sunday morning. They have their own production, Sergio and Rhoda in Israel, where they do videos which are very high quality. And they have done something which they are not going to make one penny off of. They did this uh, it's a little late this year, but it's not too late, okay? You can't give it for Christmas, but it's not too late. This is something that Rhoda herself did, and she has spent a lot of time doing this, okay? It took her a long, long time. They've done a calendar of Israel, okay? And every month has got uh, different pictures from their videos. And what they have done is they've taken, uh, for example, June. The subject is Let's Get to Work, and it's got 
something about working on every single day for you to memorize the Bible. So this isn't like one of those things where you pull off one day at a time and you have to throw it away. This has got a memory verse for you every single day. You can order it on their website, which is sergioandrodaisrael.com. I know that's, it's snrisrael.com, I think. Anyway, it's right here. Let me see if I can find it. But this is a marvelous calendar. It's, it really is. And it came out a little bit late to give away his presents. But um, uh, it's, uh, here, let me see. It says S. Yes, snrisrael.com. And if you want to order this, it is a marvelous calendar. And yeah, right there. It's got one one from each one of their videos, and, and it it's got Bible you, verses. And, and it, it tells you, tells you yes, it tells you where it is. And it's got something cool about it. Um, well, anyway, I'll let you uh, uh, just read about it if you want to get one. I recommend this. I've got one for the church here. And uh, it so links it links to videos. That's oh, what I was going to say, but I don't know how to do that because I don't have a phone. So I'm not getting into that. That's technology. And anyway, but there you go. That's that's my plug for them. It, they're not making a penny off of it, but this was a labor of love by Rhoda. Okay. And then before I get into our two ironies, I have something else to say, which is I want to thank everybody that has been a part of this church over the past year. And I'll say this again next week, I hope, but I don't want to forget today because I, I get distracted during the uh, prophecy updates and I'm bound to forget. I want to thank everybody that's helped us out, that has been a part of this church, that has prayed for this church, that has helped with gifts to keep us going. It means a lot and you, it is very much appreciated. So there you go with that and thank you. Okay, two ironies and we will be done. From Mail Online, remember I asked you to remember an article I read a couple minutes ago. This is kind of irony. Walmart took something down. Walmart's controversial cocaine Santa sweater becomes an Amazon bestseller days after the supermarket removed it from their site. So there you go. Yes, money is everything to them. And then from Mail Online, Father Christmas is on the naughty list. Two Santas brawl in Russian shopping mall as one shouts, this is my territory, and they're beating each other up. So there you go with Christmas for the year. Such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is The Superior Word, and we wish you a very, very Merry Christmas.